everyone. This is Testimony Tuesday, and we are back with yet another episode and another awesome, awesome guest who's going to share the goodness of the Lord with us. We are super excited to have Daquana. Hey, sister. It is so nice to see you. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. And Daquana is an awesome recording artist. She's got an amazing EP out. And you guys definitely, definitely got to check it out. It's called The Year of Worship. We've been putting it out on our page. And it's definitely a highly blessed and anointed EP. Amazing, amazing singer. And the Lord is really working through her. So as you guys know, our show is based on Revelation 12, verse 11, which says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Testimonies are so super important because when we speak them, we really can overcome a lot and we help others to overcome too, because we show them the healing, the blessings, all of the goodness of God. We give them hope through the show. We you know, encourage people to reach to him for their healing, for everything that they need, because everything that they need is found in him. Yes. It is. It's amazing. The <laughs> Lord is great. Amazing. And um, her mom also has an awesome ministry, too. Uh, it runs in the family. <laughs> Everybody in the family is just all in for the Lord. It's so, so cool. So when I asked Aquana to share you know, how she came to the Lord, she was just like, I don't even know where to start. Because when I was seven years old, you know, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And then but but you know, we were just talking about how we always have to have our own encounter. Uh, you know, when we're older, sometimes we're going through something and the Lord will be like, Hey, you know what, I'm right here. And I've been right here all along, I'm going to reveal myself to you. And you're not going to be able to deny me or walk away from me or or exactly. not pay attention to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly how it was too. <laughs> it's so true, right? He's like, yeah. oh, hello, I'm here. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> let me in. Open your eyes. What are you doing? <laughs> You're like, oh man, I need help. He's like, I'm your help. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I'm healing. I'm your healer. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it was for me. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> so do you want to start with, do you want to talk a little bit about the letter or do you want to start with uh, when you were older and having your own encounter with him? Oh, I can start at the letter and kind of make okay. my way. So awesome. um, I was telling Kelly that I had thought about when I first came to the Lord and my mom shared with me the other day a letter that she had written to another ministry and in that letter she had said that um, I came running out the room um, while she was praying over another member of her family she had anointed oil and I came running out the room saying I want some I want some anointed oil <laughs> so she said okay I'll pray for you she laid her hands on me she prayed for me and I just experience with the Holy Spirit and it's funny because now when I read the letter back, I remember that moment so vividly and other moments in my childhood so vividly um, to realize that I don't think I really ever had a moment where I had to ask myself if God was with me or if I knew the Lord. It was just so obvious in my life. Um, mm. I feel like all of us can probably testify to that, that it was so obvious. It's just that we chose to not look at him towards him, not answer the call, not, you know, hearken to the Holy Spirit. We turned it off, not that he did. So when I was just sitting here reflecting of what point in my life where I start this conversation, I'm like, it's my entire life. <laughs> it's my entire life. Oh, my youngest memories to my, my newest memories, my more current m memories. I have known the Lord my entire life. But oh, if the question is, when did I stop ignoring the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that a whole was, different story. <laughs> that's a whole different start. So that I would say was, pretty recent that was 2017 yeah. um i remember i was starting a new job well if we go back to two years prior 2015 i had quit my job 
under the instruction of the Holy Spirit. So again, I had been hearing from him. Mm-hmm. And so when he finally said, quit that job, I was like, that's what I've been waiting for. I knew how to live when it was something I wanted, but you know, yeah. when I wasn't away, it was like I turned it off. But uh-huh. so, that time I said, you sure? So yeah. I wasn't sure. As as a babe, I wasn't sure. And so I, I continued to work that job. And then I started having health issues pop up that uh-huh. really afforded me not to be able to work the job. So I had started having problems with my back and I wasn't oh. sleeping well. And I had all these issues. So I was like, okay, gotcha. I'm going to quit this job. <laughs> so <Yes>. I quit. <laughs> and so- and like maybe I did hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm in pain and I'm too young to be in this kind of pain. So let yeah. me... And I really thought that I was going to be one of those. I was going to have a situation where it was going to be an immediate new blessing where I quit the job and then boom, this door was just going to be open and I was just going to walk into, you know, this glorious new blessing and elevation. That was (laughs) not the case. (laughs) You have to go through the wilderness, right? (laughs) That's exactly what happened. Honestly, that's exactly the way I would describe it. Um, what happened was, so it was from 2015 to through the 2017, no matter what I did, I couldn't find a job. Wow. I applying, applying, applying. I, no one would hire me. And so I was just getting so depressed because I'm not the type of person that likes to have to depend on others. I don't wow. like feel like I can't take care of myself. I, I'm kind of a busy bee where I, I like to yeah. work. I like to be creative and doing something. And if I at a halt is just not good for me mentally uh-huh. even it lay out for me physically and so I was just not okay I was just like this is not it I didn't hear from from the Lord this wow. is wrong and I was just in the house constantly crying and I'm upset and I was angry and I would tell God I'm angry why would you do this and this that I was just so full of emotion so uh-huh. full of emotion um, and I think sometimes as Christians, we don't realize when something is our emotions and we'll like place the blame on it being the enemy. And it's simply yeah. our emotions that have become our reality instead of our reality being our reality. And so I, I remember that I was just an emotional wreck because on top of having to quit, I also ended in a relation, a two year relationship. And so I'm just like, you didn't took it. but you know (laughs) two years god was teaching me so many different skills because i was bored i was in the house just bored out of my mind and so um like i said i'm a type of person that has to be able to do something so Mm -hmm. i was just fiddling around so i started working on graphic design and learning how to to edit videos and just anything to fill the time because apparently a job wasn't coming uh-huh. but well, he I also shows us how to do those things too because like when <laughs> i started i had like 15 years of media experience been in sales and marketing my whole life wow. and then he brought me out and he was like i was like i know absolutely nothing and he's like let me show you how to do graphics let me show you how to do all of those things that I do today it's like the first little while takes a little while to get it right (laughs) but once you got it you got it and he gave it to you right yeah and then you kind of feel like you're just wasting time it's like what am I doing this what am I wasting my time you know (laughs) new skill that I'm never going to use and little did I know in those two years learning marketing, learning um, graphic design and all of that, that my mom would run into a friend of hers who had a law office and she needed someone to help with her marketing. Wow. (laughs) And so preparation. Yes. I was being prepared and I was like, wait a minute. I never worked with no law firm. I don't know about that. And I was just, (laughs) if you look, uh, worked for a law firm I gave you the skill set to help this law firm and so that's what I did I went on and for three years I worked for that firm doing marketing social media I also ended up doing for um, a slight moment doing client services and, and learning all of those different skills of 
interpersonal skills and dealing with people and everything like that. And that was even a rough time because of the type of law we were in. So just a law firm itself was just like yeah. a headache because it can be very stressful. Um, so I feel like I learned a lot of patience. I learned a lot of compassion, um, but I also was still upset. Just yeah. going to be honest, even yeah. though I got the, while I was on the job, it was, it felt like it was so much bigger than me that I wasn't ready for that I was upset. I'm like, God, I'm stressed out. Yet again, I can't sleep. Yet again, this is happening. Yet again, my emotions are all over the place. Keep doing this to me. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm being attacked. (laughs) I feel like instead of being pruned, attack and different situations, but it also has to do with my perspective. Either I can see as being pruned by God or I can see myself as being attacked by God but uh-huh. if I know that he's a loving God that he's a loving father that he's gentle and he's kind I will never see it as an attack I will always see it as a strengthening I will always see it as yep. a pruning I will always see it as something that is being preparing me for a greater good and yep. so while I was in it couldn't see it couldn't see yep. it and I was just yep. going downhill so it seemed like from it was five years altogether. We talk about the two different jobs. So 2015, uh-huh. 2020 is when I, I quit the law firm job again under instructions. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, you got to quit this job. I'm like, why do you keep this to me? Yeah. I did, I because he also wants us to know that he is our provider, right? He wants us to know for sure, for sure. And so he'll put us in those situations where we go, okay, Lord, I am leaning only on you yeah. for this. Literally, that's all I had. And I'm just that's, like, oh, yeah. you're in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> that's where he wants you to be, though. That's where he wanted me to be. It's like, and I yeah. thank him all the time. I'm like, it's just me and you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. It's just me and you, Lord. See, it took and me I'm a minute to get to that, though. It took yeah. me a minute to be like, thank you, Lord. Because at yeah. first I'm just <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just having a hissy fit all the time. I'm just angry, <laughs> confused, and I'm just explosive yeah. in my emotions. And I'm just like, Lord, what is happening to me? This is not me. This is not who I am. You know, I'm really yeah. like, I feel like I realized that I'm too controlling of myself for sure. um, is one thing to, to have things in order and everything. Cause another thing when you are absolutely trying to be in control of your life and you know that your life is not your own. So yeah. I feel like that's what he was doing. Every time I had to quit my job, it was okay. Uh-huh. Give me control, give back the control of this narrative because yep. you keep and because I placed you somewhere, I'm giving you back all the power, all the authority for you to run your life without me. That's not what this is. I'm and trying to get, include me more than you have been doing, but you keep yes. taking me out of the scenario and then thinking I'm doing something to you. I'm punishing you or I'm being unfair to you. And it's Brad here. <laughs> it's, Brad, it's immature, but yes. it's okay. Because I can work with that. I can work yep. with that to show you the truth. He's so like, patient. Yes, yeah, so patient. So patient. I thought I was patient. I'm like, woo, maybe not. <laughs> and then maybe. after, like, you know, in hindsight, it's like, oh, you've been so patient with me. So patient. <laughs> so I mean, about the Israelites a lot as I'm reading right now and how yeah. they were so stubborn and so stiff. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, what could they do that? And then God is just like, you who? <laughs> Remember, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that was me. Yeah. You're like, yeah. And one thing that God just really <laughs> told me as I'm reading my Bible, He was like, listen, everything that you're reading in here is not in here for you to judge the people that came before you. Uh-huh. And many times, my children make that mistake of reading and saying, "I would never. How yeah. could they? Why would they?" Uh-huh. And you don't the consideration that you already have. Yeah. You were currently doing it. <laughs> you That's might so do it. And so as I'm reading it, God is like, see yourself and then see me. Reflect yeah. back on your life 
and then reflect back on me. Which one of these scenarios is constant? And I'm like, well, you are, Lord. You're constant in your patience. You're constant in your kindness. You're constant in your provision. You're constant, constant, constant. You don't change. But if I look at myself, I'm just like the Israelites. Yeah. One moment I'm with you, the next moment I'm not. When I get everything I want, I'm happy. When I don't have it, I'm upset. (laughs) And I'm screaming and whining and I'm crying and I'm spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Oh, these situations were there to show me myself so that I can get to the point of gratitude. Because if I understand who God is and what he has been my entire life, I will present him differently and I will be different. And so that fast forwards to 2021. So I've I've been out of work for a year. Well, couple of months, actually, a couple of months, because I was still working for the firm a little bit on the weekend, just helping out. So I wasn't quite gone, but I was gone as an official employee. Um, And I was doing also at the time some like freelance and contracting type stuff. So I wasn't really gone, gone, but gone. And so I just remember, again, my emotions. I don't remember if a situation had occurred that made me this emotional or it was just that I looked at my life and it was like, this is not where I thought I was going to be at this age, this life, single, no kids, no job. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, you know, social media doesn't help because you see all your peers and you see people getting engaged and getting promotions and things like that. Yeah. And then you start to covet their lives in your heart. Uh It was back again to the Israelites where they remember they've gone through the wilderness and they're remembering Egypt. Although they were captive in Egypt, they're remembering Egypt, what they ate and, and everything like that. And they keep telling the Lord, it was better if you just left us there in Egypt. And yeah. God is like, I gave you manna. I imparted the Red Sea. I am promised you a, a fruitful land. And you keep complaining to me that you'd rather go back in captivity. Exactly. And, <laughs> what? We and have so, been called to freedom. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. I just, one day I was sitting on my bed and I just broke down crying and I laid it all bare. And I just told God how unfair it is. I'm a good girl. And da, 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 da. Like, yeah. I, don't deserve it. I just went on and on and on about me, 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 me. <laughs> so he let me get out. He let me cry and everything like that. He just uh, let me get out. And then the Holy Spirit just spoke to me so softly. And he said, the corner. I said, yes. My name is you first. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and so he just asked me this question. He said, are you not free? I said, hmm. <laughs> he asked me again, are you not free? Lord, I don't understand the question. Okay, I'm going to ask you again. Are you not free? Did I not send my son to die on the cross for you so that you will have life and have it more abundantly? Is that not your reality? I said, well, you're asking me in a form of a question, so you pretty much already know that that's the <laughs> It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> like, so I don't feel like I have the right to say anything right now, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he said, so then what are you doing? So uh-huh. while I'm talking to you, he said, no, what are you doing that you're making these emotions your reality instead of the truth of my word that you are free? And I go, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. Or I just, I don't know. That's my point. And so I remember that conversation just kind of like fizzled out. And because it fizzled out, I got bored. And I went looking for beats because it was a, it was something that I picked up from my friends that we would just listen to like instrumentals and write or whatever. When you felt like you had something out. So I found one and it was like so emotional. It was so emotional and it just felt like this big orchestra and it just 
sound like to me like a movie was happening from scene to scene to scene and I just start listening to it and the the weirdest thing about when I'm writing or when I'm listening to a beat if I say okay Lord what do you want me to to get out of this it's like he will turn the sound of the instrument into words so instead of me hearing a beat I will literally hear whatever he wants me to say it won't dawn on me until after I wrote it that it matched the beat because I'm not yes. even listening to that it's like the instruments just spoke to me what he wants me to say and so I, I found this instrument it was just do 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 and I was listening to it and I was like oh this is beautiful and then I recorded the conversation yes and free so I wrote that line down and it just kept coming out. And that's how my very first single, Sweet Liberty, came about because I literally was having a conversation with God. It, well, it started with a prayer that turned yeah. into a conversation that turned into a song. And so I just started writing it and writing it and writing it. I literally wrote that song, I believe, if I remember correctly, within an hour and an hour and a half. Wow. It was not a long process. And yeah. so, well. That was pretty good. I'm like wiping the tears, wiping oh, the tears. So I'm like, that was pretty good, Lord. Thanks for that. And I hung it up. So gorgeous, gorgeous, amazing, anointed song, <laughs> Sweet Liberty. Oh my Thanks. goodness. Uh, but listen, I put it on the back shelf. I was just like, well, I did that. Got that out of the way. And he was like, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> this is an EP. Hello. This isn't for you. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, you let me get it out. Like, okay, yes. we're done. Like, yes. let's move on. And you <laughs> and do feel like, better after you write, right? Like, I've always yeah. written poetry since I was, like, very young. Yeah. It's so, that's so healing. Of. It's like, it gets, it gets it out of your head and onto paper, and I feel like we leave it there. Yes. And that's exactly what I did, because I had yeah. already been accustomed to doing that I write all the time whether it's poetry or songs or whatever so I'm just thinking this was another moment for me to write to uh -huh. get it and then leave it there <laughs> <laughs> and he's like nope and then he's like mm -mm. because throughout these from like 2017 to 2021 God had been constantly prophesying that I would do an album I would do this yeah. I would do that like no, sir. I don't want that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, he don't care what you want what, when there's something more prevalent of what he needs and what you need. And I didn't even know I needed it at the time. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking about myself as a person and how I'm shy and I don't like to be in front of others and I don't like to sing in front of others. And I just don't like being in the spotlight of any kind, really. Yeah. Uh -huh. If you present me with, that's going to be your life. I'm going to call you to stages or this or that. My first instinct is no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, everybody is afraid of their calling at first. Everybody tries to run from their calling at yeah. first, right? Yeah. Everybody and tries to make excuses why they can't do it. Yeah. Everybody did. Everybody. I was about to say that. I was like, that goes back to Moses when Moses is like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't, I think you got the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong one. And that's exactly what I told the Lord. I'm like, eh, I'll write it for you. But if you're asking <laughs> me to sing it, you might have the wrong person to do the job. Because I just, I mean, when I tell you stage fright like no other, yeah. I get buckling of the knees and yes. stomach is terrible i get huge headaches and it's just yeah. like god you got the wrong person because apparently <laughs> i know how to submit my fear when it comes down to being on stage or being in front of people and uh, ironically at the same time of writing my church needed a well maybe about a year or two before they needed uh, a permanent worship leader so everybody turned to me and i'm like eh. <laughs> <laughs> how can i say no when it's my own daddy i'll do it so i had literally but you know i grew up with these people so I, i'm okay with being in front of them and singing yeah. and everything like 
that, but don't let a guest pop in. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then within the same time, funerals, a lot of funerals were happening because of COVID and For people sure. just calling me up. Can you come sing? And I'm like, no, no, I really Please don't call me for no funeral. But I, I started to do it. I went and uh, I did funerals and I did it. I don't do well around people, a bunch of people, but especially a bunch of people with heightened emotions. It's just like, yeah, I don't know hey, what to do, but okay, I'm going to go. And so the funny thing about, to me, speaking and singing gets totally different reactions. Right. You could move a crowd from, from um, speaking to them and you know oh yeah yeah that's great but singers <laughs> open eyes, look out into the room and some people looking at you like and then some people smile oh, yeah. some people it's just so many mixed emotions that are so distracting to me that I'm like I'm a person that likes to analyze everybody's faces so God is just like <laughs> a men in their faces like close your eyes just be with me get to the point where ministry is more important than approval for sure i'm like but god i don't care about what other people think he's like you sure because the nerves that you feel is not because you can't do it it's because you don't know how they're going to receive you but i'm not asking you to wait to be received i'm asking you to go and do what i need you to do just do it and then once done let me do the rest is and i realized um a big message that I'm learning is that all we are responsible for doing is planting the seed. You can't force people to grow. You can't force it to bloom, to blossom or anything. It's just your Mm. responsibility to plant the seed. So if me as a worship leader or performer or whatever, if I'm going into a room and I'm Yielded to the Holy Spirit and I let him have his way. Even if nobody in there bats an eye, claps, yeah. stands, whatever. I did what I was supposed to do. Yep. Obedience. So important. Yeah. Just move on. And so I'm, I'm learning that now. And that's why I can be on here now. I can be on social media and share like little clips of reading the word or me. Singing yes. Without, it's amazing. Yeah. Without intimidation, though. You would ask uh-huh. me to do that. A year or two, three years ago, I'm like, absolutely not. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else. But my own music that God has given to me ministers back to me. I used to have such a a problem with my own voice. I hated my voice. I mean, absolutely tested my own voice. So. Like, oh, your voice is so beautiful. To me, it literally sounds like nails on a chalkboard. That's the only yeah. thing I can do. Every time I heard my voice, I wanted to hide. I wanted to scream. I wanted to cry. And I was just like, you got the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I think we hear our own voice differently than other people hear it, though. Yeah. Um, like, really, really. Because anytime I've recorded myself, it's been like, but yeah, when I sing, like even when I sing around the house, like my family's like, you've got a great voice. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> it's it not is- <laughs> no, I'm, I still fight myself with that to this day. Uh, but for project uh, outs, I can't even listen to it sometimes because I'm critical of myself. So it's like, and one day, today I might put it on. I'm like, oh, praise God. Another yeah. day it on and be like oh absolutely not oh oh my goodness you have an awesome voice like are you kidding me and like the the um the recording of the ep is really really beautiful too like production really really good job and everything having to do with it like the marketing behind it the the artwork everything is like so pro so so pro and that's fun that brings me back to the periods of when I was out of work. Like a lot of people yeah. don't know of the graphics I did myself. Uh-huh. Um, I don't hire people to do graphics because I didn't spend so many years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't, I didn't spend the, 
two or three years in the wilderness, the, the Lord walking me through this to have somebody yeah. else do it. Somebody <laughs> else. Now the, the, the artwork, I did have someone else do that because that vision was just more than my, my skill set could handle at the time. Right. Uh-huh. And everything else around it, I did myself. And I, when I look back on that, I was like, wow, all that, that, that small period of time where I'm kicking and screaming, you was bringing me to this very moment. You know, and it's just like amazing. And even with the um, production, I was kicking and screaming. I didn't want to do it. And I was being obedient at the same mm-hmm. time. And I am coming across a post of um, Anthony Brown. So he shared the post. Like you said, it wasn't a coincidence. It was God ordained that I was so happy to be just scrolling on social media. And he had shared a post for that day of... Um, a guy that he worked with and that guy so happened to have a, a Instagram um, account that was the studio, the recording studio that he was in. And so I was like, okay, for funsies, let's just see if this is in the area. <laughs> if it's in the area and let's see if it's too expensive. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, is it Anthony Brown's studio? It gotta be expensive. So, and I had already been doing research in the, in the area about just recording studios and everything that I came across were just so heavily hip hop filled or like yes. rock filled or it was like impossible to find anyone who worked with Christian artists. And I was just yeah. like, Oh, so maybe at least he worked with one. I see he worked with one. Maybe, maybe this yeah. is the place. Uh-huh. So I clicked it and I went to his website and I looked at his prices. And when I told you, I was blown away that it was the cheapest one. In wow. the entire area. Of course. I, okay. I led you there. <laughs> okay. It has that to be. Great. This is the cheapest one in the area. Great. I found something. Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> now I have to actually do this. <laughs> and so I reached out to him. And he did free walkthroughs in his studio. So I went to his studio. And again, because it was so God ordained, when I met him, I usually get a little bit like social anxiety a little bit about meeting new people. Because I am really, I like to say that I'm a, a extroverted introvert. Like yeah. I'm very much to myself. But if it comes time to where I have to meet people or whatever, I can play the role. But yeah. for the most, I'm just like, shy into myself and I've always been that way and so I'm like shaking in my boots because I'm like oh I had to do this by myself I don't like beating people so I go there and he's like hey what's going on I'm like wait a minute this man is speaking to me like he's known me for years and he's just asking me like really short questions and it just ended up being a 30 minute conversation nothing about the business nothing about how much it'll cost. It was just showing me the space and introducing himself. And I felt so comfortable. And so I told him, I was like, okay, well, I'll get back with you when I'm ready. Don't know where that will be, but it was nice meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. He just looked at me and said, you'll be back soon. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. And he did not lie. I was literally back in two months. Wow. Two months from meeting him, I was in the studio and I was so nervous. And I told him that I was like, listen, I'm so nervous. I don't like singing in front of people. I don't even like singing in, in, in to the microphone. Like it's just yeah. I, nothing that puts me on the spot that said, hey, front and center. I'm running away. Yeah. Like most people, when they see me doing this, I think it's so funny to me. It's so amusing that most people say, oh, I'm proud of you. You're living your dream. Like, y'all don't want to hear me when I say, <laughs> this is not my dream. Oh, my gosh. If this my is, dream, yeah. I'm honest, yeah. was to be in the background. Um, You know, I had went to culinary school. I wanted to be a caterer. Yeah. I wanted to do everything that had me in the background. Uh-huh. Even if I was to do a little bit, I always wrote, like I said, poetry. Yeah. Or whatever, I was okay being a, a songwriter. Yeah, no one knows, <laughs> right? You know, I just get credited. I don't need people to see me. So I realize now, when I look back at everything, I was like, oh, that scripture came so much to life. Where Jesus says, "Well, how can you hide a, a lamp under the table?" 
And I was like, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. I might have been that lamp under the table that I, I got just enough light that you might see me down here, but you really can't see me in my fullness unless you bring me up. <laughs> exactly. So I realized God is saying, I don't want people to see you. They need to see me through you. But if exactly. you keep me under the table, how can they see even my light? And so I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you know, yep. I love so much. And it's like, can I just be <laughs> selfish with you, Lord? Like, <laughs> get somebody else to do it. But he's like, no, I'm, I'm asking you. You really don't have a choice in the matter. But I'm trying to give you the opportunity <laughs> Trying to make you think you do have a choice, but yes, you really I'm don't. trying to give you an opportunity <laughs> to make the right choice here. You keep doing it, but and so he just starts stripping things away from me. Yeah. I'm gonna strip this person away, strip this job away, take this job away, take this away, so that all I have left is me and him. Yep. And so at the end of the day, it's like, okay, choose now. Which God are you going to serve? Exactly. Me. Or all of these things that I just took from you. Amen. And you're thinking I'm just mean and I'm angry and da 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 because I've taken them from you, but you have exalted these things above me. Amen. And you've known me since you were five, since you were seven, since you exactly. were 13. All these many years I have sustained you, I have provided for you, I have loved you, I have been there for you and your family. And you keep exalting all of these things above me. And all I'm asking you is to stop doing that. To honor me, to recognize me, and to be obedient. Watch me do more in your life when you just say yes. yes. So I finally said yes, and I put it out. And when I tell you I was just mind blown, I was so mind blown because, again, I'm, I'm unemployed. And at this point, God said, okay, you need to do a fundraiser. I'm like, absolutely not. Get somebody. <laughs> I have done fundraisers so many times and almost get nothing. Yes. Oh, you're going to need $5,000 to make this happen. Wow. At least. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, where am I going to get $5,000 from? You just took me away from my stable job. I could have been saving, but now you just ask the people for help and tell them the truth of why you need it. Yeah. Okay. So I started a GoFundMe. I didn't think nothing of it. When I tell you, I just had all kinds of people started sending me um, donations and they started sending me mail and they just started just encouraging me. I mean, it's people from school I haven't seen in, in years and I didn't even know it was paying any attention to me and they would just pop up in my donations and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> just, um, no. That I have to... When I tell you I didn't have to look to the left or the right to try to figure out where the money was going to come from, it came in abundance. And that's how I knew that God was really calling me to do this project and that he has called me now to this place, to this mantle of ministry through music that yep. every time I turn around, I never have to question how I'm going to eat, how yep. I'm going exactly. to afford the studio, how I'm afford... Every time when that question pops in my mind, it's just like donation, donation, this, that, that. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, God, you are so amazing to me. You have become like he said to the Israelites. At first, he was just God to them. He was just God to me. But he said, I have called you to become the Lord, your God. And now he is that in my life. And I'm just overwhelmed by it that's why I don't shy away from it anymore even though I still go into arenas where I'm very uncomfortable I mean like super uncomfortable I don't let it override what he's called me for and why he's called me he called me to do this not yep. even for me but for me all the people that will watch who needs it yes like, it was so many people that were that I would think would never pay any attention to gospel. But wow. literally send me messages saying, I don't listen to gospel, but I, I listen to light of the world. Or I listen yeah. to what he's and I, I really like that song and I appreciate this and I appreciate that. And I'm just like, I haven't talked to you in like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And 
so mind blowing, you know. And I think like I think like the timing of the release was important too because especially with Sweet Liberty, it's like that was such a message for 2020 and 2021 because people felt like they were being held captive, yeah. right? And it's like yeah. You need to realize that there's more to this story. He's already set you free. And yeah. Sweet Liberty. My truth too in the moment. Yeah. And that was the thing. I, that was the thing that I realized that God has called me to just be authentically me without hiding, yeah. without being shy about it. Because I've always had like little things about me that I was just like, nah, I'd rather it not be. <laughs> I'd rather that not be. <laughs> you know? Think about my life I, when I was in first grade, I was getting ready to skip to the third grade um, because it was just not challenging enough for me. Uh-huh. And I had to do it because I didn't like that spotlight. Yeah, I could have that out, you know, way sooner, way sooner. But then I didn't like the spotlight. So I said no. And I had so many opportunities where if it made me highlight it in any way, no. And God is saying, I'm not highlighting you. As a child, you didn't understand that. I don't fault you for that, that you didn't really, wasn't you being highlighted. But as an adult, I need you to understand that if I call you to whatever platform, I'm not highlighting you. I'm not exalting you and I'm not making you big up in any way. I'm doing that so that they can see me, which is why you have to be mindful of what you put out, how you speak, carry yourself and everything. Like Some people just think that, you know, I, I I watch and I look for inspiration and I realized that I was having trouble finding it because I'm like, this is new to me. Let me go follow a gazillion different people that I know have been doing this for a while. And I noticed that the standard of being the light without compromise wasn't found. And so God started having me to unfollow everybody. Yes. Ain't never back. And yeah. I'm like, I, I enjoy these people's ministries. I enjoy their their music. And and God said, the music is still effective even if you don't follow them. I'm like, exactly. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hear you. And there is, there is a lot of compromise out there. And that's part, that's a big part of the problem. And I remember seeing a post that you posted that said, I'm a Christian who is an artist. And it makes, yeah. the, the order of that makes a difference. It makes all the difference, right? And that's funny. Because recently, CeCe Wines had just recently, it started going viral of her saying the exact same thing in a wow. mess. Wow. Um, giving the testimony of how Whitney Houston at the time wanted her to be in the I'm Every Woman video. Um, and she was like, but I know you're not going to do that, CeCe. And CeCe was like, you're absolutely right, Whitney. I'm not going to do that. And in yeah. the very words that she spoke was, I am a believer first. I'm a believer who happens to sing. And I mean, she just yeah. said couple of months ago and, and I was just blown out, out the it's water. like but it's confirmation that yeah. that message is so powerful and so yeah. strong and yeah. it's really in contrast to what you're seeing in the gospel music industry right and so it's um being being independent is everything because everything. <laughs> you can be led by the lord and not motivated by other factors right but if you're not careful you can get caught up because that's yeah. what happened to me when I, I, I released Sweet Liberty. Like yeah. I said, I was so blown away by the, the outpouring of it that uh-huh. people start finding me. And I'm just like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be found, but here y'all go. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm like, oh, boy. So I started getting DMs. I started getting emails of people, you know, wanting to help me and everything like that. And when I tell you. If I wasn't secure and knowing that God called me and how he called me to do it. Yeah. Oh man, it's yeah. crazy. The type of, 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 of messages you get. I got people that want to yeah. talk to me really late at night. And, and I'm like, well, what do we got to talk about at 11 PM at night? Exactly. <laughs> Why can tomorrow? But yeah. you know, they, they feed you a dream and they're trying to make you a celebrity and they're trying to yeah. do this. And it comes to me constantly. Uh-huh. One even said, "Oh, I can make you more famous than Jesus." Oh my goodness! You can make me what? That's the end of this conversation. 
literally, they literally said, oh, they said my goodness, laughed it off, right? Oh, I can make you more famous as you. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, no. Oh, I no. Said, okay, thank you so much for this conversation. You know, I'll get, I'll pray about it and I'll get back to you. You know, that was me being nice that's, about it. That's, <laughs> so, I'll pray for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely not, Lord. And so the very next day I messaged that person at, at first in our conversation, they was like, oh, praise the Lord, sister, 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 sister. And then when I said, you know, I won't be able to do it. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> 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 End of conversation. No, but that's, you know what? Thank the Lord that that person revealed themselves in that way before you got involved with them, right? Because it was so innocent in the beginning. It was just so like they were nice and they were bubbly and we were having good conversation at first and da da da. And then the person said, began to listen. Oh, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm listening. I'm in this conversation. I'm listening. Like, no, yes. listen. <laughs> so I'm listening yeah. to the jokes that are being told and the promises that are being made. And, uh-huh. you know, like, huh. Okay. So that was one person. Then I had another person do the same thing. Oh, do you have promoters? And do you have that? I want to be your voice for you. Oh, man. Oh, you yeah, I want to be in control of your image, you know, help you. I'll be your voice for you. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, Lord, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> but also, I feel like he sends those people too to make yeah. sure that you're in the right yes. place, right? Yes. Like, let me just show you what's out there so that you can turn back to me. Yeah, I was so ignorant to it. And you know what? It's funny because now that I, I can sense the type of, of conversation I'm going to have before I even venture into it now. Sure. I, based off of like the first the first couple of words that you say, I know exactly where this is going. Amen. <laughs> it Amen. didn't take me long, you know, to learn yeah. that. I just miraculously opened my eyes and took out the naiveness of me. <laughs> and exactly. So like, but people pray on. Yeah. Even if you are in the gospel industry, it's an industry. Exactly. They, Naiveness. They prey on thinking it's a dream. They prey on you want to be rich and you want to be exalted and all of this because yeah. most people do. And exactly. so they use singing and, and they just think, oh, she must have been doing this since she was little. She must have always wanted to be a pop star, or R&B star or something. I can sell her the dream. But little did you know my story was the opposite. Because <laughs> 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 I was never the <laughs> not my dream. Definitely not my dream. <laughs> you got the wrong girl. <laughs> yes. No matter how hard you sell it, my answer is going to be no. Because exactly, you in the first place. Exactly. And it's funny because I always, I always felt bad that I didn't want to do it, and I realize now that I think God used my, I would say, my undesire to do it as a way to keep me humble. Because if I, I love music, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that at all. I absolutely love music. Everything about music, I love. But if I was so in love with music more than I am about ministry, effective ministry, true ministry, mm-hmm. that I would easily get swept up in that. Yeah, exalt my name. Yeah, give me yeah. on platform. Yeah, I'm willing to do any and everything. Let's make it happen. Uh-huh. But in because my first thing is okay now I know God and because I know God whatever he wants me to do whatever he wants me to say wherever he wants me to go that is always those the start of anything that I do yeah and even if I'm one and done I did what I was supposed to do although I, I know for a fact that I'm not one and done <laughs> <laughs> you, w- you wish you were but you're not <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally working on it now, but oh, like, oh, so you're man. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you're funny because I just thought, you know, I checked something off the list, like, okay. <laughs> okay, that's done. Yeah, now give me my dream. And he's like, You're not finished. What are you talking about? I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh, that's so now I'm so much more comfortable in knowing that I'm not finished. Because it's like, okay, whatever medium that you decide to use me in, whatever it is, writing, singing, cooking, whatever it is, yep. I'm gonna do 
what has to be done to make sure the message of the gospel, the true gospel of Christ is shared. And so, you know, a lot of times I've, I've said more no's than I have said yes to anything since I've started this. Yeah. And a lot of people would say, you're not going to get nowhere like that. You know, you got to get on this and you got to get on that. You, 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 that's not the way you do it. And I'm just like, that's fine. I literally had someone tell me, um, cause I was, I was raising the $5,000 and I literally had someone tell me that's too much money you asking for. You don't need to, you know, have all that much money to make your first project. I could do it for you for 500. And I'm just thinking you could do it for me for 500, but God has called me to use 5,000 to make sure that my best goes out Amen. and that it stays relevant, that I'm yeah. not going to have Something that sounds like it came from 2017 and 2028. Yep. But I'll have something that was of good quality that I gave me my best shot, you know, that I can be proud in, but I can also see the hand of God in. And yep. so if I if I listen to people, people will steer you wrong thinking they're helping you. But yep. it's not God telling you to go to that person or listen to that person or accept that person, you will Find out that it's a, it, it becomes a lot harder than it becomes easy. But God said, my burden is easy. And yep. so for me, this process wasn't even hard as in like the making it happen. It was hard emotionally. I just had to get myself emotionally, mentally in check about what he's called me to do. Once I did that, it was so easy. It was just so freeing. It was so wonderful to be used that way and now I don't even see ministry the same it's not a burden to me the way that it it was when I first was getting prophesied to and I first was getting called and it just felt so burdensome and now there's just such a joy I've never had peace and freedom and joy the way I have it today and people probably look at me like I'm cuckoo because it's like you still ain't got no job girl (laughs) you know what and you still ain't got no child, but it's like you're, you're, Lord. You, got, you have the Lord and you have the Lord's purpose. That's Hi. the most important thing in this whole world. It's so it always f- will be. It always will be. And I didn't even realize how fulfilling that reality is Amen. until I allow myself to live it. Yeah. And now every time you know i'm asked to sing i might be nervous but i go give it my best shot every time i'm presented with a new song i might be nervous but i go give it my best shot and that leads me to the new one that i'm working on and i laid it on my heart and i said oh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) because when the, the the sound of it is so big the instrumentation of it, the way I had to sing it. I had a choir on it this time. It's like so big that uh-huh. I was just, this can go to this person or this can go to that person. How about I just write it and we just do a demo and sing <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, you still won't believe me? And I said, okay. <laughs> we Liberty took me an hour. This song took me a year. Wow. I had live through the entire song and when it comes out it'll make sense but I had yeah. to live constantly through the song and I was just I got you I got you God and now that song ministers to me every single day every single day every single day and I'm like I got you God but more importantly I know that um, that um, God has called me to deliver sound in a way that people aren't quite used to. Uh I do a lot of storytelling that comes from biblical stories, but I put it in like a a, a me point of view sometimes. Um, This song coming up at the end of the year is exactly the same way. It's, 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 I can give a little spoiler. It's uh, talking about um, the moment where Peter walked on water and God gave me a revelation of that whole experience to see myself in it. Um, and so the song ministers about that. Yeah. And so um, it also ministers about our reality 
the reality that we in and what we have to do and how we have to keep our mind, you know, steadfast and stayed on him. And even though troubles arise, situations arise, that if you're just focused on him, it's as if they're not even there. Exactly. That's not even your focus. You have to stay focused. Don't look (laughs) to the left or right. Just stay focused. No matter what's coming your way, whether it's pipe dreams, it's issues, whatever, if you stay focused, God will literally make sure that everything aligns the way that it's supposed to to, to align. And so now at 30, I'm just like, I'm living my best life. You know, and everybody's coming to me sometimes like, when are you going to get married? Let's go ahead, keys. (laughs) In God's perfect timing, that's when. And I just started living, you know, free and and, <laughs> and loving and everything else. Amen. Yeah, I, you know, if I was to have rushed into those things at 25-year-old me, oh, man, I don't think I would have been ready to be a wife. I wouldn't have been ready to be a mother. I hadn't experienced God that way. I didn't accept him that way at those ages. But now it's like nothing can hinder me in my full purpose from being a woman, yep. being a wife, being a mom, if that's what he wants for me, yep. being in ministry. Like I really have found my full identity in God. And is it challenging? Sometimes, yeah. You know, your mind and your flesh wants to debate with you about whether yep. or not it's a reality or not. But it is, you know, it's our reality. And so... God has allowed me to see that, you know, the rise of self-confidence and, yes. and all the self-love is happening, right? Amen. He told me something. He said, listen, take self away. And yep. I said, huh? He said, take the self part away of that and have confidence in me. Because Amen. if you're having, if you look at the definition of the word self-confidence, it makes you the judge. Yep. It makes you real and everything about it points to you yep you are exalted in it so even if you say oh, believe, believe that you can do it god is not uh-uh i really don't even need you to think you can i just need you to be obedient exactly. just like moses moses said I, i'm not the right person and he said to moses am i not the one that can make it happen and i'm not yep. the one that you the words do Amen. i not your brother, can I not use him? And God is saying confidence misplaced is ministry misused. Yeah. So what you need to have is full confidence in me. And you will walk differently. You will talk differently. You will even present me differently because it's not it's nothing about this walk. It's about us. Yeah. Not as in ourselves. It's yeah. everything. About what Jesus has done for us, what God has done for us. And even when we think of it, when we're talking about like the music and everything, those aren't my songs. Yeah. Those aren't (laughs) you know, this is not my doing. When you see it, you see me, but it's not me. Exactly. If I could put on the credit the Holy Spirit, I would have (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I don't gotta be in my number. <laughs> that's awesome. I just want everyone to know that when you see my yeah. name, that's pretty the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so that's how He wants me to present myself. And that's why a lot of times on social media, I don't I don't really take the moment to get dolled up and to yeah. try to present myself a certain kind of way. Yeah. If in a moment he wants me to talk, I talk. If in a exactly. moment he I really don't care anymore. Like yeah. so the rest of it is so trivial. It's so small in comparison to the dire need of the word of God to being out in the world. Amen. It's not for us to, to keep to ourselves. It's not for us to be selfish about. It's not for us to even exalt the working of. You know, it's, you know, I don't really like to hear when people call people legends and when people call yeah. people the greatest of all time. It's like, how do you get that title? How do you get that title that doesn't make sense to me exactly holy spirit is the one working in us we can't compare in that way and um, it does not that's not the work of ministry and that's why you start to have you know the world kind of look and they're confused they're like well if he's the greatest and he's the greatest and they're the greatest then we look like them because everything outside of the church 
is about competition. We can't yeah. bring it in church as well because then we're looking just like them and whether we realize it or not the world is not wanting to see us look like them exactly to relate to them we don't need to do that they don't want you to relate yep they want you to stand out exactly for whatever reason we we shy away from standing out and being Uh different because you know you can get ridiculed about it you know my, my whole life <laughs> you know, me too and i had a conversation with my friend and it was like well why you don't like different so much no like, cuz different puts me in the spotlight and and different you know got yeah. people to have to say and i'm yeah. like well even if i wasn't different they going to still have something to say. exactly <laughs> exactly They're always going to have a problem no matter what. You might as well just be yourself and just be unapologetic about being who he created you to be, right? I didn't like being smart. I didn't like being creative. I didn't like, you know, big eyes and everything like that. And so when when people see me, they always say, oh, you have such kind eyes. And I'm like, (laughs) bitch. Amazing. people have said something negative about it. So even when it came to the the artwork of my project, so like self-conscious about it because I'm like, whoa, my eyes are big on there. You know, whoa, they can see everything about me. And and younger me was thinking about all the stuff that I had been teased about, you know, everything that's like, of course, I want to do a project that doesn't have my face on it. I was trying to, Everything but be seen. <laughs> but the Lord is going to use those things for his glory, right? Yeah. And yeah. so that's what we're not realizing, that the devil has criticized those things our whole life so that we feel a certain way about them. But that's what God is using, right? Yeah. It's very, and Amazing. he breaks it down so kindly. Like the very yeah. thing you dislike about yourself. Do you know how yeah. many people love it? Amen. <laughs> how many- me because of it you yep. know you have big eyes but you don't know somebody else looking at your eyes can see kindness they can see love exactly they see, you just see big and I even, could- even like in your voice like you can hear the peace in your voice you can mm-hmm. hear you can hear him you can hear the fruits of the spirit like you really really can and that's, that's amazing I, someone told me that the other day and i'm just like all i hear is country <laughs> Oh, really? oh my gosh! But everyone else is like, oh, your voice is so calming. It's so peaceful. it is. Okay, we have about three or four minutes left. So, okay. do you want to have a, an outgoing uh, statement, and then maybe you can pray out for us? Okay. Yeah. And so, um, if there's anything that I want to leave anyone with, I would just say, don't be afraid to be used by God. God is not a God where he will approach you to do something that he won't protect you through, that he won't um, sustain you through, that he won't provide for you. He's he's not a God of fear. And being called by him is is a privilege. It's a privilege. And if you learn that sooner rather than later, it's so much easier when you answer the call. And the importance is being obedient. The importance is is making sure that you are constantly in connection with him. One way that I'm realizing now that I was one person who did not like reading my word. Yeah. Um, but now I'm in it constantly. And I realize the more that I'm in it, the more I hear his voice. I understand his voice. I see how he's presented. It's imperative in our work, in our walk with God, that we read our word, that we are open. To him, and whatever he says to do, how he says to do it, just do it. No matter feel to others, no matter if it's just not something nobody has heard of. Everything in this world that has anything that we use is because somebody (laughs) thought of something outlandish. God gave it that was just outlandish, and they did it, and now it is a part of our day to day life. So you don't know to be used by God if you just don't yield to him. So that is something exactly. that I love to um, leave everyone with. And that's what I'm, I'm in my own life trying to do every day. Yeah, exactly. It's Obedience is not easy. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> but, it's, but it's better than sacrifice. So <laughs> we but it's, not it. it's not easy, but it's not complicated. 
It's yeah. just a choice. So true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to pray us out then? This has Absolutely. been an amazing, amazing episode. Oh my goodness. I had goosebumps like at least 60% of the time. <laughs> oh, well, praise God. That is great. Absolutely. All right. Father God, thank you, Father. I thank you for the opportunity to share the truth of who you are, who your son is, and who the help of the Holy Spirit has been sent to be. God, I thank you for platforms like Testimony Tuesday. I thank you for Kelly and her heart. And I thank you for her inviting me on to be able to share the light of God. I thank you, God, that you have ordained this moment that every person that hears it, that sees it, hallelujah, they will be blessed and they will be motivated and encouraged, hallelujah, to to be obedient, God. If you know anything that's on my heart, God, you understand that the pressing of obedience is on the forefront of my heart. And I thank you that you are raising up children that will consistently be obedient to you, that will do what you say to do, that will be loving, that will be kind, that will be patient, that will be courteous, that will be truthful, that will be honest. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, that we will not exalt ourselves above the call, above the ministry, but we will show our light of our your light through our lives. Hallelujah. And I just thank you, God, for what you are doing. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard what you are getting ready to do in establishing your kingdom building up your people, hallelujah. I thank you that no one is lost. No one person is lost, hallelujah. I thank you that you continue to draw. I thank you that you continue to uplift. I thank you that you continue to show yourselves to us, hallelujah. I thank you, God, that you are worthy to be praised. To your name, I give all glory, honor, and praise in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Absolutely beautiful start to finish. Thank you so much for being a part of this show, sister. We will definitely have to have you back at some point. Yes, yes. I feel like the show could go on for hours. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And give your mom a hug from me, please. And tell her thank you so much for all of her support of our ministry. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. God Bye-bye. bless you, sister. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.